0: Hey, welcome to the Hope Methodist Podcast. Today, Pastor Dave will continue in his series. I am, and he'll be in part six of that series, which we'll be covering, I am the truth, the way, and the life. Afterwards, check out our website, hodenbaptist.org. A lot of information there, including a post of our new Facebook live feed. Check that out. And if you're looking for a church or you're just not quite sure what church is all about, come and visit us. We'd love to have you there. Everybody's Welcome. As you are, we do enjoy the podcast and have a great day. Thanks for listening.
1: You guys, excited to be here? All right, man, well, what a great time of, of worship! We got our little ones out now, we can go and do work. Right? You're here to come do some work, be fed, be encouraged, be challenged. Uh, Before I get into the preaching time, I want to thank you for your gifts and your cards and your words of encouragement in the dinner. I got so excited last week to preach that I forgot to say thank you. My wife said, you better say thank you. So I'm just following orders. So thank you for that. We love you guys and appreciate you, and it's a pleasure to serve with you. God is doing some very cool things. Uh, We're going to have a baptism uh, this morning at the end of the service, and we've got families coming to step out in faith and join the church, so we continue to grow, and just awesome. Yesterday, a bunch of us went down to the Loving Donation Center. We had 25 volunteers from our church. That's just phenomenal, to come out on a Saturday morning, and we sorted clothes, and we moved furniture. I, I didn't move a lot of furniture. They moved furniture. I Sat and watched. Now, I kind of directed the best that I could. And people were like, Pastor, you probably shouldn't do that. Caden said, listen, Dad, should you be lifting that? So my 9 year olds keeping me, you know, true to what I need to be doing. So let's pray uh, that God would speak to our hearts. We've now engaged Him through worship. Hopefully our hearts are ready and we're prepared to receive what He has for us. Are you ready? Like six of you. You ready? All right, let's pray. Father God... You are able, and you are worthy, and Lord, you are who you say you are. You are God, you are King, you are everything. Lord, you're the direction that we want to go. You're the purpose of our existence and our life, and so God, I pray that you would help meet us this morning, Lord, that you would do the heavy lifting, that your Holy Spirit would would empower us and encourage us and and motivate us. And God, that we would not just sit here and relax and enjoy ourselves, but God, that we would go to work and expect that your Holy Spirit would move mightily through this room, through this place. This is your house. These are your people. I pray that your Holy Spirit speak mightily through me. And Lord, that we would get the most that we possibly can out of today's message. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me start off by asking you a question. That's always a safe place to start, right? Maybe not. Has anyone ever given you the wrong directions? Right? How'd they make you feel when they gave you those wrong directions? You end up at a different destination, a different place. We've all been there, right? Well, a couple of years ago, before we, we launched the building project, in fact, we just celebrated a year in with our addition a couple of weeks ago, which is phenomenal, but... I promised this this dinner to our our leadership team. And so Jillian and I put in all of this work and, and time and effort and energy to create this amazing evening to pitch the building project to them. Kind of a big night for us, right? I had no idea whether or not they would buy into my vision of what God had for us. I mean, that was a big step. I thought they would think I was crazy. Some probably did. So I asked Joanne Coonsie to use her farmhouse out in Chassel, the beautiful restored home and sitting out on a gorgeous piece of, of property, perfect setting for this dinner. The other problem was I had given the wrong directions to our leadership team. I just left out a few of the turns in, in getting there. I assumed that they knew the way. I mean, I was there. We had the meal ready. Jillian and I were there. One by one, I start getting text messages and phone calls and text messages. It's getting dark out. It's raining. It's not looking good for the building project. Most of them were coming from work, so it was a big deal. Well, eventually, they all arrived one by one. The dinner was wonderful. The house was beautiful. I made the presentation. I made the pitch for the project. And, but the scenic route had left a bad taste, in their mouths. You like how I just threw all my leadership under the bus there? <laughs> I felt awful about it. I mean, everything else was perfect, but the directions were wrong. We've all been there, haven't we? We've all experienced something like that before, where we thought we were headed in the right direction, and we either missed it altogether, or it took longer to get there. Let me just say this. God doesn't ever... Ever, ever give us wrong directions. Amen? Not intentionally or, or indirectly does, does He send us the wrong way, maybe the long way around. Amen? But never the wrong way. Today we're going to look at the, the sixth I am statement. Everybody say, I am. Amen. You guys are getting so good at this. You practiced. You practiced this past when you came ready. We're just one week away from finishing and wrapping up the series, so I encourage you to come back next week. But the sixth I am statement, I believe this statement in itself ties the seven together as one. Jesus says this, and you can say it with me if you'd like. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the and the my goal for us today as we move through this, this text, this statement, is, is to grasp the importance of heading in the right direction. By that I mean instead of using other means or resources to move us through life, we focus all of our energy and attention on Jesus Christ. No amens? That was a, that was a big statement right there. <laughs> our attention, and focus on the source. That's it, the the great I am, because I promise you if we begin to do that, as we follow Jesus, we'll find that we'll get to where we want to go that much quicker. Amen? That, That we will spend less time, and you'll love this part, making the wrong turns or missing certain exits if we would just focus everything that we are On Jesus. Nothing else. Not your finances, not your home life, not your jobs, not even your health. Focus your attention and energy on Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. So let's do this. You ready? One person? You ready? Turn with me to John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. That's where we're going to be this morning. John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. If you don't have a Bible and you would like one, you can take the Bible in front of you on the seat, not your neighbor's Bible. The one that we have there at the church, you can take that home with you, or feel free to use your smartphones or tablet for your YouVersion Bible app, or follow along on the overhead. John chapter 14. Everybody there? I love the, just the caption above this text. It says, The way to the Father. Jesus says this Your hearts must not be troubled. How many need that this morning? We just stopped there. Some of you would be ready to leave, right? Your hearts must not be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If not, I would have told you. I am going away to prepare a place for you. If I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come back. I will come back and I will receive you to myself so that where I am you may be also. You know the way where I'm going. Lord, some of us are like that today, like Thomas. Lord, We don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus told them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, everybody say no one, (laughs) comes to the Father except through me. Let's stop there. Before we dive into the text, let me just set things up for you, if I could, so you have a better idea of what's taking place around this I am statement. By this time, the disciples, they were all in... They had left their businesses and homes behind to follow Jesus. They had invested stock into following Christ, which in those days, Jesus was a rock star. I don't know if I can make that reference in church. Some of you like that. Some of you probably just hated that. Get over it. He was both loved and and hated by the people and by the culture. Some worshipped him. Others despised him. Some followed him, others wanted to kill him. But but they had left everything, just picture their, their lives, left everything behind in hopes that Jesus Christ was what they were looking for. Hopefully that's why you're here today. A key piece to getting to where you want, to go in life is not only good directions, but it's a relationship, a healthy relationship with Jesus Christ. Hence the first part of today's I am statement. I am the what? You guys, are so good. I am the way. Jesus is saying, I am the direction that you want to go. I'm the direction that you want to head towards. Now, now, the disciples themselves had trouble processing and understanding the details of Christ's purpose, didn't they? I mean, they knew he was there to help people. They, they knew and understood that he had the ability to heal the sick and the broken. We went through the, the signs, did we not? They knew and understood that he was deity, that he was the the Son of God, but they were unclear about the sacrifice that Jesus was about to make at the cross, which is mind-blowing to me. Jesus' purpose in becoming flesh was to die a sinner's death. That's it. He he didn't come leaving glory and majesty and paradise and His relationship and connection with the Father to lead the disciples and and Bible study every single week, right? But to die and build something greater. To make a way for, for not only the disciples, for these men that He loved and cared for, these men that He knew, But for you and I, for the people that we know, for our area, for our community, for our state, to make a way. This was a hard pill for the disciples to swallow, for the twelve, because they weren't ready for him to leave. Were they? Just read through the New Testament, read through these stories, let alone die. You you could imagine how attached the disciples must have been to Jesus. After all, Jesus was their pastor. Like, I'm a decent pastor. But these guys had Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the miracle man, this prophet, the Messiah, as their pastor, as their leader. And they would have to let go of all that they had in that relationship. And now Jesus was just two days from going to the cross. So he's having this dialogue, this this conversation with the disciples. and, And Peter asked, Lord... Lord, where are you going? And Jesus said this, where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow me later. Isn't that cool? Jesus was headed to Calvary. He was headed to the cross. He was headed to die a a gruesome death on, on Calvary, we, we elevate the cross as though the cross is beautiful. The cross was an instrument of death, an instrument of killing people. What is beautiful about Jesus sacrificing his life? It was the sacrifice, not the cross. And yet we elevate the cross. No, it was the gift, it was the body of Christ, it was what he was doing in that moment. Of course, Peter couldn't follow Jesus. And and had he known, there's no way he would have been asked to go in the first place. Not a chance. Everybody say, not a chance. chance. Peter said, why can't I follow you? Picture the dialogue, this relationship that Peter has with, with Jesus. It's always Peter asking these types of questions Peter said, why can't I follow you? I want to go with you. I will lay down my life for you. What a bold statement to make. Peter sounds like one of my kids here in the text. Of course, I'm looking at chapter 13. All over the place. Ryan in particular, she always wants to come with me. Doesn't, doesn't matter where I'm going. In fact, when I ask Caden to come with me, he's like, no. Moving to those teenage years already, just not No. Come on, spend some time with Dad. No. I'd rather just sit here on the couch. Sorry, Caden. (laughs) I don't want to. Man, I was that kid. Were you? Ryan is much different. Daddy, please. My seven-year-old, almost seven-year-old, those brown eyes, that smile. Daddy, please. Please. Daddy, I want to go. Ryan, I'm... I'm just going to work or I have a meeting. I don't care, daddy. I don't care, daddy. Take me. I want to go with you. R- Ryan, I'm just going to the transfer station. I'll 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 be right back. I'm I'm coming back. I don't care, daddy. I don't care. I want to go with you. I want to be with you. Bless her heart. I love that Peter's heart was was in the right place. Was it not? But it was misguided. Jesus needed Peter's support, but he would soon betray him. Church, Peter had no clue what was going to happen. And yet, over and over and over, Jesus had explained things thoroughly to the disciples. Not not only to Peter, but the entire entourage. The the disciples knew. Jesus' purpose was to make a way For the lost. Not not to make the disciples feel comfortable, feel loved and accepted, but to make a way for the lost. As we do, church, keep that in mind. It's about reaching the lost. Well, I don't get my way. Tough. (laughs) It's okay. It's about reaching the lost. Church is not about us. It's not about me. It's about reaching people. How many times did Jesus tell the disciples over and over? I won't be with you much longer. Where I'm going, you can't go, at least not yet. Everybody say, not yet. Peter's heart in and, and public declaration failed him when it came to actually following through. What happened to Peter? Depending on your knowledge of the text, you know this. He denied him. I will lay down my life for you. I am all in for you, Jesus. Was he? He denied him. And let's not beat up Peter this morning, because we've all denied him. We've all walked away at times. We can say, man, that dirtbag Peter. Isn't that fun to say? But we look at ourselves and how we've said, God, I will. I am all in for you. I will follow you. I love you. I'm devoted to you. And then what happens when crisis takes place? We either deny him. We walk away from him. We, we take a time out. You ever taken a timeout from God? I'm just going to take a timeout. I can't handle this right now. Three times, I don't know him. Our faith is defined not by what we say, but by what we do. Let me just say that again. Our faith is defined not by what we say, but by what we do for him. Peter would deny Jesus. How many have been there? How many ever felt like walking away in times of difficulty? I, I think we we all have. We, we can't blame Jesus. Peter and here Jesus says, I just love the compassion that Jesus has for Peter and the disciples and for what they were going through. He says, Let not your hearts be troubled. What a great segue into this statement. Let not your hearts be troubled. Think about it. Peter was begging to go with Jesus to the cross and yet clueless about what's going to happen. In less than 48 hours, Jesus would be brutally murdered. For all of humanity. Wow. Like we hear about his death. in the cross. And it just kind of goes over our heads. We, we miss it. He would be killed. He would be put to death. And the disciples. His closest friends and, and companions. Were making it about themselves. And all Jesus was saying here. Is I have work to do Peter. I will be back to get you. In the meantime. I will unleash the Holy Spirit to to guide you, protect you, lead you, and love you. You'll be okay. Trust me. If I were Jesus, I would be absolutely frustrated by now with these guys. Wouldn't you? They were missing the point, they were missing the directions could say they were being selfish. Jesus Christ, think about it, was living, teaching, and ministering day after day with this this burden to carry. Imagine, just just put yourself in Jesus' shoes for a second. Imagine the weight of the cross. You think we have burdens to bear and to carry? Imagine the weight of the cross. Woo! Right? Imagine being without sin or blemish and knowing. You would become sin. He would become what we despise about ourselves. He would become that ugly part of ourselves that we don't show anybody. The thoughts, the temptations, the doubts, the insecurities, the wrong things, the the filth. He would take that on himself. He would become Sin, what a sacrifice. The, the filth, if I can say that, the filth of humanity, I'm including myself in that. Not only would he do that, but the relationship, the connection that he had with, with God w- would be broken. The father would, would look away from his own perfect son, Jesus, because he took and bore our sin on the cross. What love, what grace, what mercy. We we so often forget that Jesus' own humanity within his, his deity. Jesus was giving the disciples directions. The cross was the starting point to nail down their eternal fate. As we we follow Jesus, may we not keep missing the directions that He's giving us. Amen? As we pursue the cross and pursue living for Jesus, may we not miss the importance of a relationship with God. It's not about attending church or Bible study. It's a real, authentic relationship with Christ. Do you have that? Do you have that? Community, just the fact that he invites us into community, why would he want to spend time with us? Why would he want to spend time with me? What love in many aspects, the disciples they wasted time with Jesus when they physically had him there they, they took their time with Jesus for, for granted. We're so busy trying to get somewhere, we forget to enjoy the process, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the relationship that we have with God. Enjoy the ride. Growing up, we'd go for rides, dreaded rides with my dad and mom. They said, Look out the window. Really? Like that's all they had to entertain us was look out the window. It was a sad childhood. Now we have Kindles and other things to entertain our kids and make them happy. Not always good. Dad say, enjoy the ride. I was like, I'm looking at trees go by. <laughs> now I see my kids doing the same thing. We don't want to go for a ride. What's with parents when we get old we just want to take our kids for a ride? Enjoy the ride that you're on. Whether it's rough, whether you have battles and difficulties, whether you're going through hard things, enjoy the process be teachable. Jesus tells the guys believe in God. Believe in God and believe in me. Everybody say, believe in me. That was kind of sad. Everybody say, believe in me. Believe. If we want good directions, and I know that we do, we want to end up at our destination, do we not? If we want our lives to have meaning and purpose, we must know the source. The other day, my daughter, I told Ryan this morning I was going to kind of throw her under the bus as well, and she said, that's fine, Daddy. She watched me punch in my four-digit security code on my phone, and she comes back into the living room with it written <laughs> on a piece of paper with crayon. I couldn't believe it. My kids are always trying to get the security code hackers in the making. I don't know. You have to pray for my children. I said, Ryan, that's not funny. I mean, that's daddy's security code for my phone and my iPad. She said, I know. I know. What do you mean I know? She said, I needed it in case I wanted to get in there. I said, I don't think so. So I was telling her about this this morning, and we were going to talk about this here, and and she said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. She goes and comes back, and she goes, I will give you the numbers. I said, what? Why do you still have that? She goes, I cut it out of the piece of paper, and I just put it away. I said, what? (laughs) I told you to get rid of the code. She said, I thought I would need it. Seven years old. We have been given the code, so to speak. Have we not? To a relationship with Jesus. A code to heaven, if you will. A code to eternal life. Community. I mean, real community. With God. Believe in God. And believe in me. This is what... Jesus is saying to Peter and the disciples as we don't know where you're going believe in God and believe in me I got to shred this code after church Next he says this and we're almost done In my father's house That's an that's an intimate I don't know about you, but I don't just let anybody stay at my house. Jesus says, in my Father's house are many dwelling places. If not, I would have told you. I'm going away to prepare a place for you. Did, Did you catch that? In my Father's house, there are rooms available. If you missed everything, I hope you take that home with you. When you go to work this week, when you talk to your neighbors, when you talk to family members, there are rooms available. How many? What does it say? Many. Many rooms. We just forget that. I'm guilty. The fact that Jesus Christ the Son of God had any part in preparing the place that you and I would dwell for all of eternity is indescribable. It's utterly mind-blowing. Not only did He make a way through, through His death, through the cross, through His sacrifice, but He built the room. He built the house, the place that we'll stay in for all of eternity. That's so cool. He doesn't get any better than that. What love. And I love the statement he makes to the doubters, the haters, those that disbelieve. He says, if not, everybody say, if not, I would have told you. If not, I would have told you. In other words, church, if this weren't true, I would have already said something about it. You can trust what I'm saying. You can trust my word. The idea that there are many rooms available speaks to the vacancy of the kingdom. We have friends and family. We have spouses. We have children. And you have children that aren't believers. You have kids that have grown away from the Lord. Spouses that you've waited and you've waited and you've prayed for. That they would come to know faith in Jesus Christ Cousins, uncles, relatives, whatever. Jesus has prepared a place for them. Our words, our actions, and our lifestyle should be pointing people to the way, the truth, and the life. Giving them clear directions of hope. If they're not, something has to change. Something has to give. Rooms need to be filled. Amen? Amen? I'm so weak. Rooms need to be filled. Jesus says, I will come back and receive you to myself, so that where I am, you may be also. You know the way, or you know to where I'm going. And Thomas says, we don't. Thomas is just known for statements like this as well. Doubting, maybe clueless, but honest, we don't know our biggest mistake is we do church and we gather together and to assume that people know the way, know that we're ta- what we're talking about, know the gospel, the ins and outs of the gospel. Many don't. This morning you could be sitting next to somebody that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and we just bypass. Simple greeting. We miss it. We're people that have claimed to know Christ. Because they go to a church. Church doesn't save you. Bible studies don't save you. Prayer doesn't save you. Asking the Lord Jesus Christ to come into your life. Confessing that you're a sinner in need of Jesus Christ. That's what saves you. Believing in His death, burial, and resurrection. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus just explains it. He says, Thomas, I'll explain it. Here I am. Ephesians 2.8, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Let's pray. Every head bowed, eyes closed. Maybe you're here this morning and you do not know Jesus. Maybe you've attended countless services. Maybe you have a crazy relative that just keeps forcing the Bible and the gospel down your throat. I apologize for that individual. They don't mean any harm. They just care about your eternity, they just care about your soul. Would you make that profession of faith this morning? Would you just ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life? You don't have to raise your hand, you don't have to come forward. You just put your faith and trust in what he did at Calvary. Head in the right direction. Maybe you're that church person this morning and you think you've got it all figured out. You've sat under preaching and teaching, and maybe you feel like you're headed in the right direction, but there's no compassion, there's no movement, there's no mobility. Maybe you forgot that there's vacancy in the kingdom. Would you ask God this morning, use me for your glory. Use me to reach people. Help me to be bold in my faith. Help me to love the loss. Love the hurting. I want to grow. Maybe you've got sin in your life. Just confess that this morning. It's simple. God, would you forgive me? I'm a sinner. I've done this. I've been living this way. I know it's wrong. I know it's against your plan. Help me break free from it. We know you're faithful to forgive and love and accept. Would you grow us? Father God, I just love this church. I love your people. I love that that you've created space and room for us to grow, and not to just grow numerically, God, but to grow spiritually and to reach people. That's why we're here, to bring your name, honor, and glory. You're, You're a worthy God. You're a worthy Father. We love you. You're worth it. You're worth it. You're worth it. I pray if there was one here this morning that asked you to be Lord of their life, would you raise them up? Help us disciple them and love on them. Help us to continue to be a safe place for the sinner to be used of you, to be transformed by your Holy Spirit. We trust in what you're going to do. It's in your name we pray.
0: Amen. Hey, thanks for listening to the Houghton Baptist Podcast. We appreciate your support. And speaking of support, there's a lot of different ways you can support Houghton Baptist in addition to the traditional way of giving your tithe or check at church. We have online giving on our website at houghtonbaptist.org, and we also have text giving. If you're interested in text giving, just dial 906-346-1317 and follow the information from there. Easy peasy. If you're looking for a church or you're just not sure what church is all about, why don't you stop by Houghton Baptist Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Be there. Come as you are. We do. Have a great day.